0: Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey
1: everybody, Arch here. It is Wednesday after the main show. That can only mean one thing. We're talking about Rich's and Pan- Panthers Ultimate Fantasies. What's going on, Rich? Da-na-na.
0: Yeah, my ultimate fantasy is to win one million million one one of these days in, in DraftKings instead of just donating my money to the other people. So hopefully this is the week all right what's going on
1: panther uh
2: you know still fighting this nebraska you know lack of cell phone towers but it is a beautiful day out here i can't see a cloud as far as the eye can see and it's the last day of the month we get to talk fantasy so i'm rocking and ready to go
1: all right so rich how close were you to the million last week
0: Mm um Not very. i just being in the money across the board. But, I, uh, you know, the one thing is you got to get the touchdowns. You guys can put up all the yards they want. But if they don't score the touchdowns, you don't win. So, I, I had a touchdown light week. So, hopefully this week we can find the end zone a lot. A little touchdown deficient.
1: Touchdown TD deficient. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, let's get to it. We got, you know, do we want to address the, the potential – problems with corona out there i mean are, should we just ignore the titans entirely well they say that they're they gonna play
0: they just might move the game to monday yeah. i i would probably lean towards staying away from them they're not going to practice but hell who knows they'll probably come out and have their best game of the year because they got some time off and, and you know chance to think about things and their legs will be rested not that they're practicing very hard nowadays anyway but yeah i would probably be a little bit leery of the titans maybe the vikings too but
1: I would be leery of the Vikings anyway. (laughs) Panthers, same philosophy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm going to talk about it because I'm I'm actually looking at um, both of those games, uh, some players that I like. But I'm going to – we don't know. The NFL is going to wait. So it's kind of the downside of doing this. We give our insights on a Wednesday, but it's just going to be one of those wait-and-see approaches because if you're in a DFS where you're only doing Sunday lineups and they move the game to Monday, then maybe some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about today will not apply. Um, but between Rich and I, we'll give you plenty to fill in those spots if you like any of those players, particularly from the Vikings and the Titans.
1: All right. Well, let's get to it, Rich. Let's, who do you like? Where should we start looking? We should start with The beard. Miami, uh,
0: they're playing against Seattle, and Seattle's past defense has been bad, really bad. And I think you're going to see Ryan Fitzpatrick have a fantastic day. So if you're in a situation where you need a quarterback and Fitzpatrick is on the waiver wire, be it for uh, DraftKings or in um, FanDuel for your daily fantasy or on your fantasy team, and you're sitting on Deshaun Watson, and you're thinking, what am I going to do? Or you're sitting on a Ryan Tannehill, what am I going to do? If you have Kirk Cousins and you still have him, uh, you might want to turn off the show because this probably doesn't work for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Fitzpatrick could be a good play both ways this week. Panther?
2: Yeah, don't, ag- don't disagree with that at all. Um, I would be curious with Fitzmagic if uh, there's a particular receiver that you like as far as stacking. But I I completely agree with the sentiment. Uh, Seattle is going to score. I mean, Russell Wilson is just off the chains, 14 touchdowns in his first three games. So they're going to score. The Dolphins are going to have to try and keep up. And the Seahawks aren't putting up a lot of resistance with that pass defense. So I I agree. I do like Fitzmagic. Rich, is there a receiver that you like that you want to stack up with him?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna stack his tight end, Mike Gesecki. I have him listed as maybe the top scoring tight end on the weekend. And he's definitely Fitzpatrick's favorite red zone target. So I think you're gonna get some touchdowns from Geseckki. And if you stack those two, you're not spending a whole lot of money. And I think you can get a whole lot of production. And that'll allow you to perhaps, you know put some of those high-priced wide receivers and running backs in
1: your lineup man i'm looking at that you've got gasecki just just t- roasting every single uh, other tight end not even close yeah i don't yeah if he gets his normal
0: share of touchdowns and i'm right on how many touchdowns are going to be scored in his game it's not even close
1: all right and i'm looking at the totals in this one. Second highest is seattle miami second highest over under on the board so Yeah, it looks like looks like you guys might be on something. You're smelling something out here. What about Dak? And uh, they're playing Cleveland and Cleveland's not exactly a, you know, a stalwart defensive offense or defense.
0: No, they're not. I mean, you figure, look what uh, the quarterbacks have done against them. Minus a couple of interceptions. Haskins, you know, did very well against them you had a really nice game from Joe Burrow so but i expect a lot of good games from Joe Burrow mm-hmm. but maybe not in his second game on a short uh, on a short week but yet he still managed to put up 300 yards. So I think Dak Prescott, I have him ranked as my number one quarterback on the week in terms of the amount of points he's going to score. I think he's averaging 400 yards a game, but he's only averaging, uh, you know, one win for every three games. So <laughs> to me, I wouldn't rather have the W's than the yards, but from a fantasy standpoint, you know, they don't take away points if the team doesn't win, though. I do expect the Cowboys will win this week. And I do think Dak will uh, definitely put some points up. So, He's a safe bet for points, but you're getting a little bit better value with Fitzpatrick. So, yeah, if you like Dak, I would absolutely put him in your lineup. The question is, where is he going to throw the ball? Because he's been really spreading the ball out between his wide receivers, whether it's Dalton Schultz, this week Cedric Wilson. Who knows where that guy came from? I wouldn't play him again this week. No chance in hell. It seems like the guy he's most consistently throwing the ball to is either CeeDee Lamb or to – Um, Amari Cooper so you get a little bit more value drafting CeeDee Lamb so once again I would pair him up with either CeeDee Lamb or the tight end Dalton Schultz okay Panther
1: any thoughts on that you know Rich
2: yeah Rich this 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 isn't like horse racing we get to dominate the show you can't be like Max you gotta let me talk man what is (laughs) what's going on here freaking disrespect and you bet against my Reds today um look I I like Dak because the Cowboys defense sucks so bad and they're giving up so many points the Dak is just throwing the ball but I think this week is the week that they really have an opportunity to establish Ezekiel Elliott um the Browns are going to run they they focus on the run to keep Mayfield from throwing the ball so I actually kind of expect uh the Cowboys to maybe try and be a little more balanced and get Zeke involved so I'm not for what you have to pay for Dak and the, the question of whether or not he will actually put up those numbers this week. Um, I do agree with Rich that there's still way more value in taking someone like Fitz Magic.
1: Well, if we take Fitz, uh, Rich, we can afford and Zeke. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think Zeke is a pretty good play on the running back spot. I have him ranked pretty highly, but uh, I have him ranked second at seventy eight hundred bucks, just behind Alvin Kamara, who should have a good uh, good week. Once again, and I think you can team him up with Drew Brees because it seems like, in the absence of uh, Michael Thomas, who uh, has his absence has definitely harmed uh, some fantasy players out there. Alvin Kamara has been the the apple of his three yards per attempt eye. So I, if you're going to do that, but they're both very expensive. So yeah, I like Zeke this week, but I think you can get some good value in um, Joe Mixon in Cincinnati, Cincinnati too at fifty eight hundred bucks, or, or maybe even David Johnson this week. Uh, so those are a couple of cheap running backs I'd be looking at. Miles Gaskin is another guy you can put in there because Fitzpatrick is, uh, he, you know, he's he's been catching five or six balls a game, and now he's a starting running back, and he'll get about fifteen carries, and he doesn't cost much. So it's it's going to be uh, my fortunes are going to rest on Miami House.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm finding a lot of. I don't know if I'm finding a lot of value, but I'm finding what I think is a lot of points in some of the running backs this week. And it has maybe less to do with the running backs themselves and more to do with the defenses they're going up against James Robinson for Jacksonville, um, could actually have a heyday against that Bengal defense. They're giving up 188 yards on the ground and Robinson has proven to be the bell cow for the Jags. So I like James Robinson this week. Um, I like James Connor. They've kind of, you know, spelled him a little bit with Snell. But that Titan defense, I think there's this kind of like mirage or facade that the Tennessee Titan defense is really good, and they're really not. They've given up 30 points in their last two goutings, and Pittsburgh coming to town, James Connor can run on that defense. And the last one is uh, one of the games that we talked about was uh, the Minnesota-Houston. Dalvin Cook could absolutely go nuts against the Texans. The Texans are just giving up just massive chunks of yards on the ground. This is going to be a high-scoring game, and it's probably going to be Houston throwing it, and Dalvin Cook running it a lot.
0: And catching it a lot, too, because he has catch balls from uh, Kirk Cousins, because Kirk doesn't like to push the ball down the field too much either, so I think Dalvin Cook is a great play as well. I like him. A couple of cheaper guys that you might take a look at. Chris Carson might be out this week, so if he's out this week, you can take a look at Carlos Hyde is a backup. He did pretty well last year in Houston when he had a chance to start. I can see Carlos Hyde having a really good game against Miami. They don't have have a very good run defense at all. Last week in uh, filling in for Christian McCaffrey, Mike Davis did a, a, a McCaffrey light impression, put up a lot of points. I actually think he scored a touchdown. Teddy Bridgewater loves to dump the ball off to him, so I think he can get six or seven catches out of Mike Davis, maybe 70, 80 yards rushing, and hopefully a touchdown or two. So that, that's a, 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 those are a couple running back names. One other that I would think about is um, Devin Singletary against the Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. Uh, you got Zach Moss out probably again, and he's going to get the bulk of the work and some catches too. So there's some running back names I would definitely look at.
1: All right.
2: Yeah, it'd probably, it'd probably the same st- – situation in Chicago with Tariq Cohen being out for out for the year um but yeah I do like that Singletary play because the Raiders that defense I don't know maybe Chucky will draft draft one one day draft some
0: defenders I don't know (laughs) but you know David Montgomery last week Tariq Cohen went down and I had him in my lineups and he was just awful even when uh, Nick Foles came into the game maybe having a passing game might open up some running lanes but you know I've I've been on that fish too many times and ended up with food poisoning every time there afterwards, and you know I'm not gonna, I don't want to throw up on my uh, fantasy lineup again this week.
1: There you go. All right, let's look at wide receivers. And so, Rich, tell us why we're going to draft Devontae Parker. <laughs> I think we've kind of went over that. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So to
0: have a great week from Fitz, Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker is inexpensive. He's his favorite target next to Gasecki, and, and you know, in fact of the matter is, Seattle doesn't play defense, and because they don't play defense, you know, Pete Carroll's had no choice but to let Russ cook, and and Russ has been cooking. So, and to keep up with the cooking, Russ, the beard's going to throw the ball all over the place, and Devontae Parker should be a beneficiary.
2: You know, when it comes to wide receiver, I actually spend a lot of money. We we find so much value in running backs and uh, quarterbacks and even tight ends that...
3: Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, Djens, Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Cause March is about to get crazy, insane, maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March madness with my bookie enter bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds, boosts, whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid.
2: you can really get the creme de la creme of wide receivers. Kyler Murray continues to have tunnel vision for DeAndre Hopkins. And as long as he keeps staring him down, I'm going to keep taking him. Because it it really, for me, I don't even care per se how many catches he gets. If the targets are there, it's just pure volume. And Hopkins is getting mass targets and assuming – Again, about the DFS, if you include Monday nights in your lineups, uh, Devontae Adams is supposed to be back for the Green Bay Packers. And going against that Atlanta Falcon defense, Adams could go absolutely nuts on Monday nights. So Hopkins and Adams are two of the wide receivers that I would spend big money on this week.
0: Yeah, I think you Hopkins, I have him rated as number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he, he's worth the money, I think, this week because when you look at uh, guys that cost – 80, 90% of what he's um, what he costs, they're going to, uh, I think, could produce less than half the production. So I do like DeAndre Hopkins. I like DK Metcalf, too, in that Seattle game. Uh, he he should do pretty well. He, Russ likes to throw the ball to him. A couple of cheap guys I would take a look at this week. Roby Anderson continues to be underpriced, and Teddy Bridgewater has, he, he has consistently looked for Roby Anderson. He's consistently performed, and Roby Anderson's going to get his targets. He's going to get his catches, and you know one of the things he has is the big playability. He's got a lot of speed. So I think you can see another good game out of Roby Anderson. And if they play – Kirk Cousins found some chemistry last week with with Justin Jefferson. The rookie looked like uh, you know anything but a rookie last week, and he's filling in that role for you know, that Stefan Diggs left open. And I think teams are rolling their defenses over to Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson's going to get man-to-man coverage. He's going to have an opportunity to beat defenders, and if Kirk Cousins can get him the ball in space. The kid has a chance to make some big plays. So Justin Jefferson's another guy I have on the map this week.
2: Yeah, Jefferson and, like you mentioned, Thielen, Um that, that Minnesota-Houston game, You know, we're going to talk about that on Saturday, but I don't even really care what the number is. It's going to go over. So um, you, could, you could probably find a lot of fantasy points uh, on both sides of the ball.
1: All right. Let's, yeah, let's talk about who we sh- absolutely don't want. We are You're not going to touch, whether overpriced or regression, Rich. So let's start at quarterback
0: who I would kind of avoid this week. Um, I think Josh Allen has been tremendous so far. He's a guy that um, might regress a little bit. Cam Newton's another I would look uh, to avoid. And as good as, uh, as Deshaun Watson's been, I know as bad as – Minnesota's defense has been. The guy is just running for his life. So I would kind of avoid him. And there's no way I would put Philip Rivers in my lineup because they're just too effective running the ball. And he's not throwing the ball like he did um, in San Diego or Los Angeles. So wherever it is, they play. So, <laughs> and one other one is big Ben. So those are some of the guys that I would be
1: looking to avoid. All right. Panther. Who do you think is just not a good play?
2: Um, yeah, Look, I, I think you got to throw Nick Foles in there because, yeah, he came off the bench and he had a nice game, but that that Colts defense might arguably be the best defense in the league. Um, they shut down the run. They're very effective against the pass. So I wouldn't get too excited about what Nick Foles did in the second half against an incredibly bad Falcons defense. So I'd probably steer clear of Foles. Uh, you know, otherwise, I think Rich hit it on the head. There, There's so many valuable players. Um, Fantasy quarterbacks that you can get on a budget that you can avoid a lot of these guys that just aren't bringing you any production or any value?
0: For running backs, I would definitely avoid the Tampa Bay situation. It doesn't seem like whoever they put there, they can't run the ball. Um, We talked a little bit about here in Chicago, Montgomery, even in the absence of Tariq Cohen, he couldn't get anything done last week. So I would avoid him. You know, in it, I would. um, Derek Henry is one that. You know, you cannot not play him, but the problem is if you put him in your lineup and they move the game to Monday and then they cancel the game Monday, you're going to be in a really tough spot because you're going to have to find somebody to back him up. So I would be hesitant to put him in, not because I don't think he'll produce if they play, because he will produce if they play. There's a chance they don't play, and if you have him in your lineup, you can't win DFS and you probably won't win your Daily Fantasy League with a zero. So I would monitor him and Dalvin Cook. So it doesn't seem to be as much of an issue with Minnesota because they've had zero positives so far. So any of those Pittsburgh guys, any of those Tennessee guys, make sure you have a backup plan.
2: <laughs> I agree with the Derrick Henry, but I mean, not so much just because of when they play or whatever, but that steel curtain is giving up 60 yards per game on the ground. So as much as we love Derrick Henry and he's a stallion and he touches the ball 30 times a game, he's going to find yards coming Uh, very hard to come by. Um, The other guy I really would stay away from this week is Melvin Gordon. Um, The the, the Broncos, without Drew Locke, really have no semblance of balance. They're going to be chasing points all game long, and you saw last week with them chasing the points, Melvin Gordon only touched the ball eight times, so if they can't keep it close, and I don't think they will, Melvin Gordon's never going to see the ball, so I'd avoid Melvin Gordon at all costs.
1: The total in that Denver Jets game is 39. Hard to get any value if they're only scoring 39 points. Yeah, you can't, because like I said
0: early on, you need those touchdowns, and if you're TD deficient, well, you know, those ED commercials
1: are for your fantasy team, then. (laughs) Any wide receivers we should avoid? I mean, you're basically telling us to avoid every tight end <laughs> that isn't playing for Miami. So any wide receivers we should avoid? Well, I would look at some of the quarterbacks that I mentioned, That,
0: yeah. um, like, for example, Pittsburgh. I don't think Big Ben will have a great game um, because they should be able to effectively run the ball and keep some balance. And that means Juju Smith Schuster, uh, which is his favorite target. But one of the things last year is when he was number one, the clear-cut number one, he kind of struggled. And with Deontay Johnson, who was getting the lion's share of targets, Juju was kind of a number two with number one stats because he wasn't being targeted as much. Now that he's going to go back to that number one role, I'd be kind of leery of Juju. Uh, He did not perform very well in that particular space. So I I would kind of stay away from him. I would stay away from Adam Thielen as well because, like I said, I think teams are – They're kind of focusing, taking away Thielen from Kirk Cousins and making him go elsewhere, and that's why you saw the big game out of uh, uh, Mr. Jefferson last weekend. DJ Moore in Carolina, ton of talent. Teddy Bridgewater's just not looking his way, so I would definitely avoid him as well. So those are some names that I would take a look at, uh, not adding into my lineup.
2: Yeah, you could probably add uh, Randall Cobb to that mix. I think Houston's going to throw the ball. But as long as Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller are healthy, Randall Cobb's really not going to touch the ball um, that much. And, I, look, I, I know I kind of rail on the guy. The one, last time I mentioned his name, he went off. But um, you just can't get any value out of Odell Beckham. And I fully expect the Browns to run the ball a lot this week so you can't get any value in taking somebody like odell beckham jr so i'd probably stay clear of him as well
0: yeah another one too for me that's kind of and he's on my team so mike evans tom brady doesn't really look for him that much um he had two catches last week fortunately he did score touchdowns he's the uh, anti-td deficiency two catches two yards two touchdowns i think the first player in nfl history to do that but two catches, two yards, minus the touchdowns, boy, that's really not going to do your your fantasy lineup any favor. So, you know, play Mike Evans at your own risk. He's absolutely <laughs> touchdown dependent. One guy I would look to add that I kind of missed is that's kind of cheap, Sammy Watkins, because he doesn't make the splashy plays that Hardman makes. He doesn't, you know, he can't catch and square, you know, and just do amazing joystick things like – um the name escapes me right now, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek. Tyreek um, Hill, but he is uh, maybe outside of Kelsey. So far this season, he's been the number one target uh, for the quarterback there, and I, I can't believe I'm having a senior moment, right Mahomes. Now. Mahomes. Mahomes. Oh my lord, that's bad. But yeah, he's been the number one target for Mahomes. So you know, Sammy Watkins is really inexpensive. You're going. He's going to see six, seven, eight targets. And he's capable of the big play too, so don't sleep on Sammy Watkins.
1: It's true. What Belichick likes to take take away your biggest, you know, biggest threats. So he might be focused on Hill and and uh, Kelsey, even Watkins, a potential big day. All right, Panther. Anything else we need to touch on?
2: Uh, no. You know, if you're in a touchdown dependent league, you know, I, I want to touch on something that Rich said, piggyback off of it. Smith Schuster is great between the twenties. But if you're in a touchdown-dependent league, he's not going to get the job done. A guy that you can get um, just so much value because he's such a big target down there in the red zone is Chase Claypool. He's a big target. The Defensive backs have a hard time covering him, and he just goes up and gets the ball. So if you need a a cheap flex guy in a touchdown-dependent league, um, you might look at somebody like Chase Claypool. But uh, other than that, that's about all I got.
1: All right. I will take all of Rich's rankings that he did. He, he creates a spreadsheet for us. So it's not reliant on, you know, it, it kind of uh eliminates his CTE. So he does it all on a spreadsheet. And then uh, I'll post it over on the website and the app. Yes, it takes away my CTE, my stupidity, and it doesn't rely <laughs> so heavily on my balls. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's a win-win for everybody.
0: There you go. All right, man. Rich, let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah, you know, fantasy is, um, you know, it's out there for fun. Hopefully, you know, some of you uh, put the, so uh, hopefully many of you look at our lineups last week. A lot of my top players were some of the top scoring players. Just putting together multiple lineups is really the difficult part. I put in a sheet of integrity. I'm pretty confident one of these weeks we're going to hit big. Hopefully we can hit big together. Panther. I know you're not doing anything big driving through Nebraska because there's not much big to do except for that one big Rob Roy statue somewhere out there. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but Time to take us home and uh, share your fantasies with us, my man.
2: Man, I tell you, I tell you I, I'll touch on it ever so briefly. There was a there was a free play on that stupid shit show of a debate last night. I, I don't even know how I did, but I, that's how much of a degen we are. I'm, I'm putting in a daily fantasy on the freaking presidential debate, but god, that was that was horrible. So we'll stick with football and maybe some basketball when we start over in 2021, whenever that happens. But I, you know, we do it for fun. We hope to make some money and we like the. it actually generates a lot of discussion so if you guys are playing fantasy and you've got your lineups you got questions on who to sit who to start or anything else i throw my questions out there i don't claim to be any some kind of expert or professional we're all doing this for fun so get on the website get on the app shoot the shit with us let us know what you're going to do what you did last week and what you're going to do this week and what it's all said and done kids let's make some money fools